Um, there we go. All right. So let's go ahead and start that over because apparently I don't know how to use my own microphone. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome. It is uh, the yard sign. Better late than never. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we uh, are uh, having a little bit of a bumpy start here to what I want to call our election super show. Um, do you guys are, are you guys hearing me now? I know we got Hector Eduardo in the uh, chat room there. Um, and then uh, again, so today's topics, GDP numbers, uh, big news, uh, good news there. European shutdown, really bad news there. Uh, election polls, we'll see who uh, who might have a, a, a feel of what's going on uh, in uh, tomorrow's big day. And then uh, we'll give our own election predictions as far as what's going to happen here locally in the Tampa Bay area and what's going to happen across the country. Um, so that leads me to today's panel, which I'm very excited about because we've got uh, the usual faces and some uh, new faces and faces that uh, we just haven't seen in a while. So let's go ahead to the center camera and take them off mute here. The, 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 that's, a, that's it. And of course, I've always got the thing on, on Eva's face. So. in the first place. I think we're responsible enough as, as guests of your program to not be muted, Johnny. We can't. Oh, so, I don't think that's a thing. We can't even put no. our phones on mute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't trust you guys. Speak for yourself. Let's All right. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> From left to right, let's go ahead. That is Chris of Verk Highland now hey. on social media. He's joined the 21st century. He's uh, on Twitter at Chris Verk Highland on uh, Instagram, C. Verk Highland. Um, yeah, isn't it a little creepy that I know that right off the top of my head? Nothing <laughs> to be scared about. Tell <laughs> me. Uh, right next to Mr. Verk Highland, that is uh, Joe Wicker. Both of you guys looking really sharp tonight, man. I mean, I. God, man, I need to step it up. And that lovely lady right there who we haven't seen in a while, but we're very excited to have her back. That is Jody Lopes. Hey, thanks for having me back. Super excited to be back on I the know, show. I know, it's been so it's too great. long. Been too long. And uh, and uh, that gentleman there, uh, that's a familiar face that we uh, can't seem to get rid of. That's Anibal Cabrera. <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> so uh, we have a, a lot of great topics to talk about. And of course, we're going to be rushing to get to the final topic, is, which is uh, the election predictions. But uh, let's go ahead and start off with uh, the first topic, which is GDP numbers, something I know Nebel loves to talk about. And this is going to be a very Nebel heavy show at the beginning because we're not only talking financial stuff, but we're also talking foreign policy. So, uh, Nebel, uh, let's start to break down the GDP numbers 33%, I believe. Uh, 33.1%, actually. Oh, excuse GDP me. growth at a record 33.1% annual rate as the economy bounces back from its pandemic-driven shutdown of the second quarter. However, even with the record growth, the economy was still 3.5% below its pre-pandemic levels. So we are assuming that with a decent third quarter and hopefully robust fourth quarter, we will have at least be able to squeak out a 2 to 3%. GDP growth for this year of 2020. So uh, right now, that's what we're seeing. And then the shape of the growth is kind of mixed with uh, new home buildouts, showing a great increase of what the third and fourth quarter is looking like. Some of the bad predictions uh, so far is the um, spending in, rec in recreation services are down 32%. Restaurants are down 20%. Um, healthcare spending is down 7%, and transportation is down 23.3%. All the gains were in durable goods and orders of, um, I would say, I know the deficit, the internal deficit is pretty low right now, but we're seeing increases in durable goods, um, home goods, um, vehicles. Home Depot is doing great. So we're seeing people are buying cars right now? Yeah, people are actually buying cars at the moment. 
So we're seeing well because you're not growth. using the mileage. Actually, it yeah. makes sense to get a car right now if you think about it. Well, this is going to be also one of those moments where people are going to be buying cars. Also, that uh, you know they're not going to be worrying worrying so much about the gas mileage because they've been home for so long, and they figure, <laughs> oh, I'm probably not going to be driving a whole lot, and so they're going to go for that next thing, right? They're going to go for the bigger SUV, the the higher mileage engine. Um, you know, uh, they're not going to be as worried about their gas consumption, also because gas prices have been so low for so long. Yeah, well, I know Home Depot and Lowe's has been. Yeah, I mean people. It's just like, I know in the early days of the pandemic, it's like, what, what are you going to do? You know, well, I, I guess I, You're need, gonna do home projects. I need to do that project that I've been saying I'm going to do for the last seven years since we bought the house. Yeah. <laughs> and not now that, you have no you can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you can so, relate, right, Joe? Yeah. The honey, like, the honey like do, do list. I like do-it-yourself projects. It's just that, you know, the do-it-yourself project that should take, you know, an hour takes you like five hours with two trips. Back and back and like three or four YouTube videos, like what yes. you're doing the first one wrong. You're like, oh, I pull that tile exactly. down. Exactly. I'm not gonna say anything wrong about it because I had to snake uh, um, um, a toilet. No, it wasn't a toilet. It was a, a toilet? sink. A it sink? was a sink. I had no idea what I was doing. I went to Home Depot three times to get the same product. Although they're amazing there, though. If you just ask people, they will get you to what you need. They will tell you how to do it, and they'll save you those three trips if you just ask. Because yeah. I'm in there all the time, and I ask. I, can I bring never, things with me. I, I, don't know where, I don't know what lows you're going to. I can never find anybody to help me. Say, I was going to say, I, like, at, like at Ace, I don't know if you have an Ace in uh, hardware in your neighborhood. but the those place? Yes. They only hire, like, you know, 60-year-old, like, retired plumbers and mechanics and welders and stuff, and those dudes know everything. Yeah, my, my neighborhood's a little too diverse for Ace hardware. Oh yeah. <laughs> what that Let's mean? just be honest. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Look, I never saw an Ace Hardware until really? I moved to Tampa Bay. Really? Really? Yeah. You're not going to find well, one in the the more diverse neighborhoods. You'll find them in, you know, you'll again, you're you know, find them out east. You'll well, find them in Brandon and Plant City, Valrico, well, Ruskin, Apollo like Beach. Sear. Well, see, growing up, you could go to Sears and have the same thing. You What's can talk Sears? to an adult. Now you go to yeah. a Sears Jesus. and you've got to... You oh, you mean Sears. 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 Like what I say? Sears, Sears department store. Are you making fun of my southern accent? I mean, I yes and always. I say but, you can go to a Sears and they have a... like. Why does it sound so now? Funny? Now they have eighteen-year-olds there <laughs> who don't to. know any tools or anything, so you can't really get right. You're to teach them stuff. I go to Sears right now when I want to socially distance. But there's a big, but there's a there's a big problem right now. Even at Best Buy, like I'll go up to again. These are all mostly twenty somethings, maybe early thirty somethings, and I will ask them for very specific items, and they have no clue what I'm talking about. I don't know who they're hiring or why they're hiring but these is people. That but they have no idea what's going but aren't on. You, yeah, but I mean, if I went in there, wouldn't I mean I I don't. Well, you no. can't go in and ask for like the eight track converter or anything. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> dang, <laughs> beating up on Joe. Well, bombs. well, I, actually, we're only nine was, minutes into this thing. That was so absurd. That Sorry, does your phone I, flip? So absurd. It's funny. Let me pull out my flip phone. <laughs> hey, those razors. Run? Hey, but the razor was popular. The razor was. They're bringing it back. Did you it see the no new joke. Samsung the razor? The razor was like that. It was no buttons this time. It's like a razor. Remember when you had to send a text? You had one, two, three, one, two, three. Da, da, da. You had to like tap it three and four times to get to the no. proper letter. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. remember. I remember those days. I had a Nokia. Yeah. yeah. So um. to me, this economy shows that the. <laughs> oh, is that what we were talking good about? Good job. The framework <laughs> you, is, is, is there. Okay, this is what happens when you have a good system, you have good regulatory policy, you have the ability of your 
people to allocate resources in the most economic way possible. This is what happens when you have the good format of the country. Uh, this will not continue to happen if we have a Biden presidency. Every regulatory body is going to begin to burden all of our businesses, as you've seen, Joe. Um, we're going to have uh, this this potential that we have now to rebound, to have the greatest economy we've had again, as we had in January, will not exist in this time next year if we have a Biden presidency. I think yeah, you've only got about you've only got about another month or two to, to probably open things up before some businesses are completely shut down. I think I saw where. So far, a hundred thousand restaurants have closed. Ted Cruz yeah, figured out a bunch of big national chains 000? that everyone I mean, knows that have been closed permanently. That's a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it'll take time to redig ourselves out of that trench hole. But something that I think people need to understand that a lot of what we saw was pent up demand from the time that we were shut down, purchasing home right. durable oh, goods yeah, and everything yeah. else. So we might not see that additional pop in November or December we for, have the, to open for the fourth safe. quarter. So but that was the thing the president's been trying to say for a long time. And again, this is one of those areas where he doesn't communicate very well. Um, because again, all the same... All the same characteristics are there, right? The formula is all still there. They just, what happened was once you threw in the coronavirus on top, it obviously put a stop to everything. But as you begin to peel the coronavirus back and start to reopen the economy, you know, again, like the formula is all still there. So all these businesses should up and flourish. Again, I mean, we were talking off camera just before the show, Nebel, and, uh, and I... I have never made as much money as I've made in the past two months. Like in, in two months, I've made more money in these two months than I ever have in two months, I would say in my entire career. Wow. Um, you know, and so the, 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 again, all the factors, all the economic factors are there and people are really urging to get back to normalcy and want to get back to a normal environment. Um, and, and, and the best thing is that the economic there, environment is there waiting for it. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not we can get out of this coronavirus thing that just won't go away. But there are other things that are going to counterbalance, I won't say headwinds, when it comes to the the revivance of the economy, which is unemployment insurance is starting to end. So we're going to see a lot of, what, a 10 million people that were getting unemployment insurance before are not going to get as much as they were getting in the past. We're seeing millions in unemployment, and they're going to be spending far less in their current, and then we're going to have lots of cutbacks with state and local governments that won't be able to get the same funding that they were able to get last year. So we have a lot of headwinds going into the fourth quarter. Those things have to happen, though. So what I consider those as government band-aids, essentially government band-aids that are holding up the pain from, like we talked about this before, holding the pain from occurring in the economy. The economy needs that pain to correct to get it in the place it needs to be. The economy can cope with a lot of stuff. The free market economy can, can take a lot of stress, a lot of pain. But when you have the government keeping these things from setting in, then it creates this, this potential for uh, a negative outcome. When you have these things just being, you know, floated by the government. It's essentially, it's like if I were to quit, quit, quit my job and just put everything on a credit card for eight months. It's a terrible fiscal policy. Mm-hmm. We just had a state senator uh, show up on the feed here, so I just want to give a shout out. I don't know if he's <laughs> name or not, so 
Anyway, glad to have you, Senator. Well, and a big shout out to everybody in the chat room there. So we've got Devin Alexander watching. He's become one of our regulars. Yes, so we've got uh, Hector, of course, uh, always giving us great, you know, back end yeah. context. Uh, he said um, he had the Dolce and Gabbana razor there, Joe. I don't know Ooh, if you were that fancy, fancy. Um, but. That? Uh, that uh, Hector had the Dolce and Gabbana razor. I, I don't think I'm pretty sure I was never that fancy. I don't know. That hard. <laughs> yeah. And then Ruby Tuesdays entered bankruptcy. I'm surprised Ruby Tuesdays still around. I think honestly, they were already going downhill. Before yeah, they've been the struggling pandemic. for some time. They definitely Brandon, didn't the help. Brandon one. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah, the brand. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. Brandon That's a different. Oh, That's bonefish. Whatever. Different Ruby. Let's not talk about different that. day of the week. So you know. So again, this is what. We have been predicting all along, right? But this if the is, big corporate brands, though, see, the, but if the big corporate brands are closing up shop because they've got the money to, you know, to, to kind of survive. Restructure. Right? Yeah, they were already yeah. having problems before the pandemic. Yeah, and so when you say they, so when you say they shut down, did they, are they just going into bankruptcy protection to re, you know, revamp and, and get back out there? Some of them healthy? are. Or are they done? Well, like, for example, the village in the two village in locations in the Brandon Valrico area uh, here in Tampa Bay, um, they they would have closed like the one in Tampa closed on Del Mabry. Uh But the two Brandon area locations have actually been bought up by local ownership. They were originally corporate owned. They are now locally owned. Um, But, um, you know, again, Hector adding here saying Applebee's and IHOP are shutting down locations. I'm pretty sure I. Oh, they're been gone. gone. You know why though? Because that was buffet style though. And with everything going on, they couldn't even survive with the limited capacity that was opened up because I mean how can you do that with people breathing all over Mary Kemper said Valrico one closed Um, yeah well well, and 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 look to an extent I mean obviously it's it's trying to spin it in a positive way okay, here. But but, but I think this cleans. <laughs> Fred, Fred's is amazing. <laughs> Fred's, is buffet. Fred's yeah. is buffet. It ain't closed. Uh, I, but this is, you know, my point being is and that's actually it. a good example. I think it, it kind of cleans the the, the the waters, if you will, for and yeah. opens up opportunity yeah. for new restaurants, new yeah. uh, companies, new, if your business was new not, startups. If your business was not in good financial shape, Prior to COVID, Correct. you're done. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. basically, it, it cleans out all the bad. I say bad businesses. The businesses that just weren't you know doing the right thing. And odds are, we are probably going to get another form of PPP after the election cycle. So. And they're probably well. They still had almost two hundred billion dollars that still needed to get spent. Isn't it a shame that that they they basically won't do another round of PPP? simply because of the politics. Oh, yeah. That's we awesome. were all expecting something to come out the last yeah. two weeks. But then, as a, but then as a fiscal they, conservative, though, couldn't you make the argument then maybe we really don't need it? So right? That's because should. McConnell well, is saying that we don't many, need it. Well, how many of the 100,000 restaurants would have stayed open? I mean, if you're going to have perpetual shutdown, then I guess you could make the argument there's no point in even doing it because if you're going to stay shut down like California, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. You're, a bi- business is... See, what people don't understand is that even if you have a, a solid business with good margins that's healthy, you can't not make money for like three whole months. I mean, it's throwing you, a toilet. I mean, this yeah, is, you're, not, totally you're not Apple. You don't have like $50 billion sitting in, in an account. I mean, like, But doesn't right. that, that's where the conversation goes. Should the government be required to give some kind of fiscal bump to individual businesses because they're the ones that are forcing the shutdown. No, the so, government shouldn't be allowed to shut people things down. But that's but yeah. that, putting but take, money on my personal credit that. card. Yeah. Basically, but, all but take our it, credit cards. But take yeah. it one step back. If the government is telling as, the business to shut down, 
shouldn't the government also be responsible of as a some fiscal kind conservative of- i hate the idea of all this spending because i know that we really shouldn't be doing it but to enable's point and as a business owner when you cause when you tell somebody they can't operate giving that person then some funding or whatever it is to keep employees em- employed or to bring them back or whatnot you know um, normally, we would start saying that this is bailouts and Correct. socialism and all that, but really what it is, it's restitution. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's, it's restitution. Yeah. You, we're making you close, so here is the funding to keep your people employed so that when we lift the lockdown, you can go back to normal operations because that's beneficial for everybody because if you don't have a job, you're not paying any taxes, so it's better. But, I mean, the, that's why I was saying about California, that if you're going to stay locked down for 2021, I mean, it, there's no amount of, of funding. Money. There's no amount of help that you can provide. Well, and that's why you're seeing celebrities, you know, more open-minded celebrities and business owners leave the state, you well, know, because they're like, look, if I stay here, I can't do my craft. I can't do my business. So I might as well take it elsewhere and see if I can succeed yeah. elsewhere yeah. And, and continue operations. I mean, you know, we saw even Musk. I think if Musk hadn't already built uh, the the – the, the infrastructure he has in that state, I think he would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to pull that up. but No one's having to make hard decisions right now. If you had to choose between feeding your family and staying locked in your house because you were felt unsafe, what do you think is more pressing issue? Feeding your family or staying locked in your house because you have a 99.997% chance of survival? I think a lot of people are making those hard choices. No, they're That's, not. Yes, they are. They're being, they're being insulated from making hard choices by the PPP and programs like it. But They're not, I'm, though, because only the, the businesses are getting the PPE. The people themselves have lost the federal unemployment funding. A lot of places are doing, like, reduced hours at work. But I if mean, your business is being covered by PPP, you're, you're also being insulated. You know, it, if, if your job is protected by PPP. If you're a business owner, but as an employee. But if you're an employee of those businesses, you're also being insulated. No, so what the, what the well, okay. You're so, not making what you would have made if you were doing restaurants and you were getting tips or you had people coming in and out like people are not making the money they would have made before. yeah it's still insulation though so you're not so having to what, choose so what people uh, what ppp was supposed to do okay if you're using it correctly is the business owner is supposed to use it to make payroll it should be the payroll that you had previously uh to to the shutdown in fact one of the rules of ppp because i went through this process was that an employee's wage couldn't drop below 25% of what it was previously. Correct. So you had to provide their payroll to a certain level. Now, to Jody's point, tips, I mean, I don't even know how you quantify that. I mean, I, I know a lot of stuff is on credit card now, so a lot of the tips are, tra- are yes. they can track it. Yes. And tax, but, yeah. But, but, but cash tips, I mean, I don't see any way that the business owner could actually prove that that's what the person and they made. Shouldn't. So, it, and they shouldn't. And they probably, yeah. and they wouldn't that have to. That becomes an IRS. So, so to Jody's yeah. point, in that regard, hey, if you wasn't claiming your tips, now you might not be getting them. Yeah. So yeah. That's the downside. Well, if you weren't claiming them, now you're not going to get it. And now well, we're seeing that different <clears throat> states' reactions to how they handled uh, shutdowns. And some states are still fully shut. I could not imagine living in a state that's still fully shut down. I would move. California, New York, some of the other northeastern states. That's I, that's un, You can't function as a human being. A lot of the people that I work with are all over the country, right? The country and, and kind of like a lot of Europe and even like my family in Massachusetts, they're like, well... What are you doing? Where are you going? And I'm like, dude, Florida's open. We've been open. Yeah. We're open. We're yeah. good. We're open for business. Like, people are so surprised when I'm like, oh, I'm going to the bar or I'm going to go do karaoke or yes. wh- whatever the situation is. But they're very, very surprised at how open Florida is. And it's like, I haven't gotten it yet. And I go out and I do a lot of things. 
Um, it's just being safe, right? I think we a lot of these states should open we up. We have to try open it. up safely. We have mm-hmm. to open up. That's it, period. All right. Thank you to everybody watching The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Johnny Torres, Christopher Kylan, Joe Waker, Jody Lopes, and Anibal Cabrera. That's right. We got the whole gang out here today. Uh, thank you so much for watching in the chat room. Man, the comments uh, section blowing up here. Want to give a quick shout out uh, to Nick Matthew James, adding some great uh, uh, sound bites in here. If the vaccine comes out, another stimulus doesn't need to be as big or happen. Um, I don't know. I, th- I, I like think there's going to be a lot of skepticism about the vaccine. <laughs> the vaccine's already been politicized, and so you've got that to struggle with. Um, yeah, Hispanic restaurants and food trucks are doing pretty well right now because they typically have low overhead. You know, they're in. Uh, you know, they typically are in maybe not as great kind of strip malls and and uh, food trucks obviously again very low overhead so they were able to adjust a lot better to uh the circumstances um during the shutdown um and then uh, uh matthew also adding that elon mustang in in uh california because they bought the toyota uh joint venture with gm plant in the san francisco bay area if he leaves he has to give back the huge tax break that he got otherwise he'd be gone and so you know i mean hey kudos to california for kind of locking him down like that but uh but uh, i think i think he he highly regrets it i'm pretty sure he he regrets it um oh hector's hitting on a sore spot uh, of mine which is why are we still pumping money into amtrak um and look I love Amtrak. I've actually ridden Amtrak a bunch of times. I usually take it like once or twice a year, inevitably. Um, great service, but I don't understand. Again, if it's if it's not self sustaining, then why are we continuing to dump money into it? And and these trains are full. And so again, like I don't are know. I don't know what. Oh are yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, at least from Tampa and Orlando and Miami, like where I've seen, it's always been a, a full boat and um and and it's a great way to travel i mean and honestly if you're driving it 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 only adds on maybe a half hour to an hour to your drive uh depending on how fast you drive but um (laughs) but it's much more comfortable i mean you're you're in a big comfy seat you got wi-fi you know so i don't know i mean again love amtrak but i don't know why we continue to subsidize it it. needs to go bankrupt and have a private company buy its assets and then who paid buy the tickets know the actual cost instead of all of us as it's taxpayers pay a third of the yeah. tickets and you pay. Sell it to Brightline. Never going to happen. It's the pensions. It's the mm-hmm. pensions. Yeah, pensions. and that's, sell it to Brightline. exactly what we're doing. So, all right. So let me go ahead and bring back up our uh, topics. So we just discussed GDP numbers and kind of the economic situation we're in right now. European shutdown. That's right. And uh, not to kind of rub it in their face, but, you know, while uh, at least according to our media, we have been uh, the irresponsible ones at the global scale in this pandemic. um, Countries like Germany, France having to lock it down again. Uh, Of course, I think, well, based on what we just talked about, I don't see the country shutting down the way it did the first time. I think certain states like Florida and some of the other certainly red states, I don't think are going to lock down in the same way. I think they've learned their uh, their lesson on that point. But uh, European shutdown, is it tied? I know, Nebel, you seem to think that it's tied to the terrorist attacks. Obviously, they're trying to maybe cover this up with uh, blaming coronavirus. What, what's going on over in Europe? <laughs> that's definitely not what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make it. Well, I thought that's what you were implying before the show. Well, that's not what I'm implying at all. It is helping keep some of the borders safer right now, though. So the borders around a lot of European countries have been closed since March. So and it took me forever to get back to Paris. 
But I will say at the moment we're having France is almost in a complete lockdown. You're we, saying from an immigration standpoint, their lo- their border. When you said their borders are shut down, did you mean no immigration? Is that what you mean? They have not been allowed to move from country to country with inside the EU. So they they weren't for a little while. So they were shut down for a little while in the beginning. Racist and something else. <laughs> They were shut down a little bit in the beginning, but then they opened back up again, so you could freely travel in the EU if you were an EU citizen. And you had to still do a quarantine, 14 days. Yes, they still wanted you to quarantine, but now they're... It's an entire holiday. Yeah. Now they're back into a lockdown, but what they're doing with the borders is in order to check who's coming in and stuff they've actually put troops at some of the borders in the country and now you and have now to show your papers you. yeah when you're walking through some parts of uh europe what yeah. asking for papers and locking down the borders oh my god so what a travesty at the, European how dare they so over the weekend we had a, a few friends from paris they took them almost 12 hours to leave the city right. of paris because so many people were trying to get out of the city before lockdowns Look, took, do not underestimate Europe's ability to go fascist overnight. Oh, oh. so besides Germany, we have a history of this. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> besides, they did Germany. kind of write the book on it. I mean, <laughs> write the book. You say write the book. <laughs> okay, write we're the going book. sideways. They okay. write the book. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can't go there. Okay, so Germany is we on went a, a, a partial uh, shutdown. France is at a complete shutdown for the net for a month. Coming up, Spain is at a, a partial shutdown with riots happening in Barcelona. Uh, Italy is having protests in Rome. And the United Kingdom and Wales is also starting to have issues there in those places. And then the Prime Minister of Poland actually uh, got COVID. So that's become a real big issue. So the so what's happening now is that the pushback within the European Union is so great with the far right wanting to push back and saying that they should have done something of the, the Scandinavian countries or even Sweden when it came to back. their form of reactions to the shut to the virus. And so now we're seeing Italy having a large spike again, Brussels having a huge spike. And to show like you would assume the Europeans would have done a much better job wearing a mask and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. That's for what CNN society told says. So our go- our government, I mean does any cuz I don't really track Europe, but like, are any of their parliaments getting ready to, you know, have a no confidence vote? Or are they going to fall apart? Are they going to have to reconstitute their government? The only two countries that are vote? having that issue at the moment is Italy and Spain, that the parliaments are looking that they might switch. But their elections aren't until March. Okay. So somebody's about to get fired in Europe. What's yeah. funny, though, is this is happening at a peculiar time. Like, I would imagine the Democrats cornered with their friends over in Europe, and they're like, we need you to stay healthy so we can prove the U.S. is a bad, irresponsible, orange-bad country uh, until November 4th. And they <laughs> failed. They were short by two freaking days. Actually, they're going to be over because the U.K. doesn't go into full lockdown until Thursday. Thursday. But they so. announced it, so the news is out. The cat is out of the European bag. Although I know you said Spain was only partially shut down, but from my coworkers out there, it's in full shutdown. Uh, Madrid is in full shutdown. Madrid, okay. Valencia, and Barcelona are in full shutdown. But a yeah. lot of the other provinces are happening. Well, they're so spread out, too. That's okay. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. I think that when you look at the stuff that's going on in Europe, though, and you compare it to, like, our climate in the U.S., and you think about the ways that the virus survives, right? And I'm making all this up because nobody knows, right? But um, I Call think you that Fauci. It, it just, yeah, there you go. I'm just, I'm just going to spew it, but... You know, it's like it, it is colder over there. They are in subways and trains and they're all kind of hobbled together places. And 
it's a little different than here, and I think that's why they're spiking a little bit. Density and they is just, higher in Europe. They just went back to offices. Like, mm -hmm. for my UK office, they just went back within the last, like, month, and it was sparse who went back, but still getting in and out of the city was very what difficult. What confuses me is that I thought the objective, if you go back to 15, you know, what was it? Uh, fifteen to weeks? To, was it weeks or something? No, was, to do? it was it was no. It, it was, was fifteen days, days to flatten the curve. It yeah. was fi it was fifteen days to flatten the curve, or fourteen days to flatten curve turned into thirty days to flatten the curve turned into forty five days to fourteen and, months. And then people just stopped talking about flattening the curve. And yeah. what I what is a curve? Yeah, what I don't get is is that the whole the whole premise of this in the very beginning was if the hospitals become overwhelmed, people that are sick cannot be cared for so therefore the whole objective here yes stop the virus from spreading but primarily to flatten the curve okay stop the we have been successful at that at a state level we've been successful at that at a, a country level mm -hmm. and i think i can say that even europe has also been rather successful mm -hmm. at flattening the curve so if 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 hospitals are not overwhelmed why do we keep moving the goalposts? Why is it now that it's about infections? And you'll, you'll notice that in the news, they used to talk about deaths. They don't anymore. Okay. They used to talk about ICU beds. They used to talk about ventilators. hospitals. They used to talk about ventilators. They used to talk about hospitalizations. Now, no more of that. all we hear about are cases. That's it's been used as a political cudgel this whole time. The entire purpose of this has been, look at the orange man who is bad and orange, because we have an inevitable source of illness and deaths amongst American people that no one could have done a better job in. I mean, we had our projections from Dr. Brooks and Dr. Fauci saying we could have 200,000 to 2 million people dead. And if we, she said specifically, if we have 200,000 die, it will have been the absolute perfect scenario. scenario. And here we are, six, seven months later, with 200,000 dead, and we've had, essentially, well, it's, we've it's, done everything it, the right it, way. It seems like what's missing, truly, it, for the American people to be able to handle this in a... In, in a I guess a better way without all the back and forth about whether masks work or not, whatnot, and, and, and for all of us around the world, is to have clearly defined and achievable objectives. Mm -hmm. And flattening the curve was a clearly defined, achievable objective. And when we were achieving that, then all of a sudden it got confusing. And then it was like we, we threw that standard out, and now there's what is the standard now? Is By the standard in the DNC. is the standard number of deaths per? Is is it an infection fatality rate? Is it a case fatality rate? Is it the percentage of infections per 100,000 people? Is it hospital beds? Uh, the percentage of hospital beds occupied? What is the standard? by which we can understand whether we're doing good, not doing good, and more importantly, whether we are open or closed. Because if the American people don't know that, then people start throwing their hands up and saying, Then we just it. don't care. I gotta yeah. go back to work then. You mm -hmm. can't even explain to me what success looks like, so I gotta go back to work. And See I think ya. that's where we find ourselves right now. Because anyone that's looking at this objectively would say, how on earth are you blaming orange man bad of how we handle the pandemic when Europe, which is always far right, far center left, has done the exact same issue and having much more bigger problems than we are. Now we can say that it's because the population differences that there are a lot more individuals that are over the age of 65, their infrastructure in Europe is horrible when it comes to medical usage and hospital beds. And so, uh, we were listening to a, a report from Leon that they were making comments that out of they have 15 beds out of 18 filled. And I'm like, what hospital do you know only has 
18 beds. Like, oh, that's small. insane. But that's yeah. small. It's a small little oh, small. town. Okay, Leon is not a small town. It's like <laughs> the size of, oh, Yeah, okay. Leon is the size of, like, it's like a big Newport Ritchie. Okay. I mean, do we have a hospital in Newport Ritchie with 20 we have beds? a couple hospitals in Newport Ritchie, exactly. right? Like, and so I think but they have baguettes. But but not very good. But here's they the thing, and I'm I'm not I'm not suggesting that you know a host, a full hospital bed is is a good thing because obviously we don't want somebody to be sick. But what people fail to realize is that hospitals don't exactly run themselves from the standpoint of wanting as few customers as possible. Right. They actually build hospitals based off of you know math, the demographics of the population, the prevalence of disease and hospitalizations and whatnot, and they actually want to be like 85% capacity. Well, I was just so, saying the other day, I think that they usually do run at almost 90% capacity it's, it's on exactly. a normal it's basis. Not, it is not uncommon. Yeah. It's not uncommon on a Friday or Saturday night for a hospital to be on what's called diversion. Yep. So for, Precisely. T, for TGH to be diverting, you know, people that don't need a level one unit to exactly. Brandon Regional, as an example, or to Memorial. So being on diversion is not even an uncommon thing, but now all of a sudden, if you're if you're eighty five percent of your beds are full, you know it's a catastrophe, and that's just because people don't understand. And when the media presents it that way, it does sound bad. Oh my gosh, ninety percent of the beds are full. Yeah, but that's a that's Friday night in any major city. Well, here let me add a couple things by design. Let me add a couple things. Uh, Matthew James asking if uh, the European shutdowns increase the likelihood of more EU countries leaving, uh, like uh, leaving, you know, doing a Brexit uh, kind of thing from the from the That's EU. Yeah. I would say, yeah, probably. Well, and to and, and to answer, you know, again, kind of some of the political fallout from this is actually that now there's actually a anti-lockdown party forming in in. That's Britain. Europe for you. It's uh, yeah. That's, well, that's it's Europe. the same guy who formed the Brexit party yeah. oh, and so oh, he was okay. like successful with that nigel, so he's like nigel farage, nigel farage yeah. yep okay. right. so our, our man has been able to predict Dude, a lot of no, like, he's, he's hilarious he's tapped watch. in man a lot yeah, of he's, he's tapped Lots in grassroots movements he's, he's one of these guys that can't quite get the brass ring like he'll never be prime minister right right you know what i mean but right. but he, he he he's tapped into the to the people yeah um you know so he's fun to watch i actually enjoy watching the house of commons although he's 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 the eu but i enjoy watching the house of commons no yeah political nerd and uh and when when nigel farage was giving his his like brexit speeches at the eu oh my gosh i mean They're it was great. just troll level 1000 oh yeah and you know the europeans don't know how to handle something right. like that it's right. very braggadocious they don't know how to deal oh, with it oh they mute and the they mic just, and they yeah. and, and you and know because they have yells it. yeah well you know they have translators you know so everything is being translated they're all wearing their stuff so they have the mic like gets muted and then like the secretary general whatever they call them you know the czar whoever it is comes over the mic and it's like Mr. Uh, the gentleman from Great Britain will please refrain from uh, talking poorly of the neighbor states. Go ahead, and then he turns the <laughs> mic, turns the mic back on, and then he gets, and then his mic is back on. It's all so something that's so, also happening in Europe uh, recently, besides the lockdowns that have occurred, has been the terrorist attacks that have uh, that have happened the last uh, seven days. Um, there was there have been multiple beheadings, three killed of Islamic terrorists, stabbings, uh, two attacks that took place. No on, motives known. No motives. <laughs> Don't know what the motive. <laughs> two is. attacks uh, took place on Thursday, one in France and then one in Saudi Arabia. No motive. Completely uh, a random. man was shot dead in the in the southern uh, French city of Avignon, 
And then we have other issues with um, what happened in uh, today, which happened in, in Vienna. It's it's very shocking to see what happened that in that one because um, it was very close to a Jewish synagogue, and there's videotape of the attacker um, actually shooting and killing someone. So it's it's very violent what's happening now, and it's throwing Europe off a little bit because with the shutdowns, it's happening at the same time. I'm not thinking it's correlated, but it just makes it much more difficult. I think it's funny that you say, uh, like, no motive, because I just, I, I'm on board with Europe in the way that they call out terrorism. Like, mm-hmm. we would sit around and dick around with that conversation for weeks and then be mad at somebody for calling it terrorism. Oh, no, Whereas they come saying. right out with it, like, before, as it hits the papers. Even as politically correct exactly as they are. what yeah. it is, and I'm, I'm proud of them for that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, instead of beating around the bush. Minute, yeah, they don't handle these things well with their batons but you know no. i mean but then like president macron like his response with the cartoon of mm-hmm. uh prophet muhammad was like look yeah i get it you don't like it but Tough. i'm not gonna say that people can't do it yeah and yeah. even yeah. he got a lot of pushback from the Muslim community in europe but that's what the french have always said look you don't like it but we're still going to allow it and if that's your response is violent, then maybe France is not yeah, for you. Yeah, they're bringing some of this on themselves, though, man. Definitely they are. Some of this on themselves. So real quick, uh, on the uh, coronavirus, um, you know, so uh, uh, someone who will remain anonymous told me that they're in actually one of the uh, clinical trials for the vaccine. Um, and oh, uh, hey. the they uh they they're one of the 30,000 so i guess so and so they had a bad reaction to it which means they actually did get they didn't get like a placebo or anything uh because they had a bad reaction after the second shot uh but uh they're saying that uh technically um they're they are now immune um so that's that's gonna be in a room full of covid people and ask them to cough on them how do they know that they're immune now i wouldn't use the word well the antibodies but that doesn't stay in your system the whole time and the fact that you have antibodies i'm sorry but it does not convince me that it hasn't mutated or something else like if we can't figure out what is going on with the strain that's been out there for six seven months then why do we yeah, so why do we think that this vaccination is going to work against everything? It's like the flu, well, right? Not, well, this is the new flu. Yeah. We're going to have a different It's actually strain. the new common cold. It's yes. not even a flu. Is, this is the, we're going to get a shot every single year to make sure that this doesn't happen again. The death rate will go even lower than what it is right now. But the thing that we're going to get rid of this, this by part mid-year of human, is so stupid. This is part of human life. Correct. This has been happening since the dawn of time. Before well, this is this is the dis- this is the definition that that's been given to me, which is that immunity is detected because of the antibody response which is much higher than the level of antibodies from somebody who actually got covid. Right. It's not that you have the antibodies, it's how your antibodies attack the virus when it comes back to you again. So it's it's not whether you have them or not, it's just how how are they helping your body fight it? Yeah, off? and so if if your antibodies uh, are able to uh, right, attack right. it faster than it's able to infect you, then you're immune. Okay. Also, so. to be a real big nerd right now, the reason why we're having this is uh, we didn't have this in the past. We had this once we started domesticating animals, and that, so because once that started, allowed for the infusion of different. Diseases. Okay, I'm sorry. Animals. He said there goes back to like, mankind. Then let's just 1300. Yeah. What makes you I'm, feel I better? Mean, I'm not. Like, I know, I get it, but like. <laughs> 
There's a reason why there was not a form of smallpox that came from the United States to Europe is because America, the Northern South America, and I saw that, Northern South America did not have a form of domesticating we, we animals, and so they didn't have the transmissions between animals and humans, whereas Europe and Asia had the transitions between human and, and mammals, which caused the viruses like the Black Plague and all the others. Yeah, look, this is something that's not yeah. going away, and Nick Williamson, and, and, and Nick, Anibal's friend, well, Anibal's an evil's friend makes a good uh, a good case here, which is that the human race has never destroyed a virus. I mean, it's always dormant, polio, whatever. You know, it, it's dormant. It's out there. We're getting there. You know, but um, but we've well, never truly thing, eradicated the a virus. That people don't, I mean, yeah, we well, if you give enough people vaccines over a long period of time, then you you effectively. You I mean, a polio it. is effectively eradicating the United States. We don't. Yeah. So we don't have to really worry about it, but. But the other thing that people don't realize is that, you know, actually a lot of the diseases that uh, we just don't, we don't come in contact with it, but a lot of the things that you got immunized when you were a kid, guess what? 20 years uh, and that vaccine's not really any good yep. anymore. So technically you're supposed to be getting the boosters and most adults don't. Wait, so you're telling me I, I got to get a booster? Like measles, mumps, rubella? You, sh you should be boosters? getting boosters. You should be yep. getting boosters. Well, I don't even point. get a flu shot, so I don't feel like I should go get a booster, but... Now, and I don't, I'm not saying the army does things the right way, but I, when I went on active <laughs> duty, when I went on active duty, I showed up with my yellow card, you know, like my mom had saved it. <laughs> yeah. My mom had saved it, had all my, oh my vaccines <laughs> and I was so proud. I was like, aha, I got all my vaccines. And, and they, they were, were like, like no. they, were, they were like, sit down. We don't care about that. Oh, when did you get that? Oh, you were five. Yeah. They threw that out. They were like, sit down. Um, All right, so let's go ahead and move on. We got lots to talk about, and of course, uh, we want to get into the elections. So here we go. Election polls: uh, Is it uh, 2016 all over again, uh, or are they actually going to be a little bit more accurate this time around? Um, you know, that's uh, still going to be a tough a prediction. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're seeing lots of numbers. I know Nebel's got some numbers. I've got 538 pulled up right now. Also, um, you know, Joe Gruders, who uh, you know, uh, love me some Joe Gruder. She's been pretty active on Twitter, uh, uh -huh. recently just retweeted from, um, an insider advantage Fox 35 Orlando poll, um, says Trump's up by one hmm. to me. That tells me that, that Biden's Na done nationwide. Or in no, Florida. Oh yeah. No, Biden's, Florida's up Biden's, by Biden's Trump's up by <laughs> Trump's up by one. That no. tells me Florida's done. Yeah. 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 Florida. He's got, he's Trump's got, Florida. got Florida. Trump's got Florida. Do you guys feel like for the polling and stuff that you've been contacted by more democratic, like just just more of I've left not left contacted. leaning? There hasn't uh, been a Republican group. I think that's well, contacted they don't me or tell you that. But I don't know. I feel like when they call me, I don't know. Maybe I just think they sound like a Democrat. The person, honestly, I've gotten pulled, I've gotten pulled <laughs> no, quite a bit. I've gotten pulled like quite, a, quite a bit from and, your and cell phone or from your landline on my cell phone. Okay. My cell phone. on my cell phone. And, my and, and the and the sad thing is, but I but I have my cell phone as the voter record, so oh, okay. they can get my number just by pulling it for the for the rolls. But but I mean sometimes, and I mean I get it. They're just people working trying to make a living, right? But like they'll ask me, and they like they can't pronounce the name of the candidate. And then I'm like telling them, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you mean so and so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm definitely voting. You know. Anyway. So, but I, you I know, it's it's funny because um, I do think, at least, it's seemingly people are a little bit more informed. I mean, because now you almost can't avoid, especially this cycle. Um, it's just. Every company known to man has is is gotten in on the get out to vote messaging, and uh, of course it's it's now 
just in everything. It's in our pop culture. It's in our mainstream culture. It's in the news. It's in, you know, and so I think people are starting to get a little bit more educated on what's happening, like beyond the, the federal no. level, oh, no. you know, no. but no, you don't no. think so? I think they're being inundated with nonsense from both sides. Yes. I mean, I, I don't think anyone is getting any more educated. I just think that they're getting more brainwashed from, from both sides of the party. I, I don't think there's but any in regards to outreach, research so, happening. So before like, we get into the numbers, because this is actually something that, that, that I, I'm scratching my head about. Shout out to Holly. <laughs> is, um, is the fact that Trump has had an active campaign uh, all along and the Biden campaign virtually did nothing up mm -hmm. until maybe the last mm -hmm. month or so right. in terms of door knocking and that sort of thing. Um, like, what does that say about the political process? Uh, if, if, if Biden ends up winning and, 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 and doing virtually nothing in terms of a ground game versus the ground game that we're seeing even Trump till today doing five stops in one day yesterday, another five stops. His last rally didn't even start till 1230 at night. And, and, these, aren't small, and these aren't small rallies either. Pennsylvania, 57,000 people. Miami, how big was Miami? Oh, thousands. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. And, and our, our, our Miami ringer is, uh, is stepped away for a second, but, uh, but, there were thousands of people. I mean, certainly a lot more than I ever saw for Romney. Yeah. Um, and, and again, when you talk about the boat parades, the caravans, to see, like, in some of the most densely Hispanic parts of Miami, seeing Trump caravans still blows my mind. Um, and, and knowing, you know, th that area like I do, um, again, he's plus eight did, did going into election day. And, who, who, and, and that's, that's insane to me. Broward County, that's crazy. Trump's plus eight where? In Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade. Miami-Dade Miami County. So, so is the caravan... Is that a new phenomenon, or did I just not notice it? I in the think past? it's because of social distancing. So what happened was we started with the boat parades because that was all we were allowed to do, which we right? all participated in. And yep, yeah, we did the boat parade. That's right, we did. You're welcome. And then it went to the cars and the golf carts, and just instead of having all these basic rallies and stuff, yeah, I think it's a it's a completely new phenomenon that's happening this year. Because I did you ever drive in this anything? This was before? never a thing. Yeah. Previous to Donald Trump. Yep. And so actually, and we were talking Especially about- Especially the boat parades. Yeah, and we were talking That's about this earlier, sure. is that this is actually a very Latin, Central America, South America, Caribbean thing of the, the caravans. It's something that happens yes. in Puerto Rico, happens in the Dominican Republic, where people- Not in Colombia. No, not in Colombia, because you'll get <laughs> shut up. So in, in Puerto Rico, there'll be groups of supporters that will go from village to village in a car caravan with, with the-, with the with the sound system, and they'll make a big to-do, and they'll hold a mini rally, and they'll move to the next one, to mm -hmm. inform the village of who are they supporting. Mm -hmm. And it's anything that goes round and round. Now, I have never seen this in Florida. Yeah. You saw it a little bit in West Tampa last time. You've seen it maybe once or twice for the Obama, because they were trying to get the Latin vote. And this is a very, like, a lot of people know exactly what this looks like. And they take, they take, no, I don't say offense, they take, they think it's pretty cool that it's become an American thing as well. And again, I agree, it's because of the pandemic that we're in this situation right now. But the fact that the enthusiasm led to a new creation in the mm -hmm. political system in America, fascinating. Yeah. Could the could the Biden have done a boat 
thing? Yeah, of they could have easily done it. Yeah. They could, they could yeah. have. But if there's a lot have. of Democrats that own boats, too. Yeah, they could have really done the boat are. thing. Yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. the next thing, could the Democrats have done a caravan? We've they been doing have. caravans for two or three well, they're months starting to do. they're starting to do some of them now. Yeah. Well, I guess they're copycat. following the yeah. Trump copycat, ones. Right? Yeah. And they're yeah. nowhere near the well, size. Well, I think it's the hardcore Biden voters, which, of course, there's a lot of them, too, and, you know, but they they haven't had an outlet. Mm-hmm. No one's letting them campaign. Right. No, they yeah. can't do anything. So I think some of them are like, you know what? Screw this. We're we're gonna go. We're gonna do a parade. Well, <laughs> and that's and and then the thing is though, and and again, and I know you know us as kind of Trump supporters or Republicans, we kind of do it as like a little kind of you know jab jab you know, um, but. Their campaign is more about, and and it's not too dissimilar from the Trump campaign in 2016. It's more about hating Trump than it is about supporting yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't think it works for them. I don't think it's working for them. Um, it, I don't think they have enough behind them. Well, uh, and because true. typically a positive campaign is going to win over a, a more negative campaign, I think, psychologically, when you have the right components to be able to justify, right? You know, you look at Barack Obama, he ran on hope and change right it was a positive message everybody got really excited about it right and and but you know again as a new slash uh not politician trump ran a very negative campaign because he didn't have really much to run on in terms of politics but he did have a lot of dirt on hillary and so (laughs) running that negative campaign also very powerful so i think you got to go extremely one way or the other but the truth is is that you don't you don't see the excitement for joe biden as you do for and don't look what we are seeing in terms of support and excitement for Donald Trump, again, I, I've never seen in my lifetime. Um, I, I can't remember a time, maybe, I don't know, JFK. I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, like when have we ever seen this level of, because it's not just the rallies. I mean, I remember like towards the end, Romney had huge rallies and I was like, oh my God, like Romney might actually pull this thing off. Um, and, 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 and kind of being blinded by being inside the bubble. But this excitement and passion for, the, for President Trump has been going on for well over a year, year and a half. The caravans, the boat parades, like this is massive grassroots undertaking, you know, with no... The reason I discount the rallies is because they are planned and organized by the campaign. These caravans and boat right. parades and all this right. other stuff is not. And that, to me, signifies the true excitement and grassroots support that the president has. So Matthew James is saying that caravans is something that was a bit retro back in the 30s and 40s. Uh, trucks with loudspeakers and candidates would go um, from community to community. And I, I see that, and we've seen that also with candidates. But well, I remember from Back to the Future. Yeah, but it's... Re-elect a, Mayor Goldie Wilson. It's different. <laughs> it's different when... The, and, and Johnny said this already. It's different when the campaign does it to when a, like a local club does it. Yeah, sure. And, or when it's not even a club, just a it's group not, of it's people. It's just Facebook yeah. groups, to be honest. And I'm surprised we were able to organize all of these things because, like, the boat parade we did, mm-hmm. that was entirely Facebook. Um, you know, or it's like these little parades that are popping up here and there. Like, I see about them on Facebook. I'm, I'm shocked we've been able to organize this way. Well, and shout out to all the Trump groups, too, that carry this program because they do, you know, they they do carry this show and have been supportive of this show. And and uh, and and these groups didn't just form in the past year. These groups have now been going strong for two, three uh, years, almost the entirety of, of this administration. Well, Trump's been campaigning since he got elected. 
So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a good four years of seeing what he can do. I mean, I'm very, very hopeful for tomorrow. All right. So let's, let's get back on topic. Anibal, uh, what do you got numbers wise? So the national polls are still showing, and again, we all understand that national polls mean nothing because at the end of the day, it is the liqueur college that matters. So at the moment you see a lot of pushback in Michigan in Pennsylvania and in uh, in Missouri, not Missouri. What was the other the third? Wisconsin. That you're seeing the the bulk of polls going back and forth. It's now tightened to a few points, so they're all within the um, the air the margin of error. Um, something that I like to do is actually look at non-U.S. polls, uh, news outlets. So when they do their polling, the BBC, uh, India One, and then Sky News in Australia, and a what lot of they, those. Yeah, what are they saying? A lot of those are, are saying, saying they are saying that they see a repeat of 2016, that they're expecting Florida, Arizona, and Pennsylvania to go for Trump, and these are pretty okay. decent margins. And then the one that everyone's been talking about which was only two polls predicted last cycle's uh, win with Trump. And that was Trafalgar. I think that's what we're trying to Trafalgar, say. Trafalgar, yeah. Trafalgar. And they're saying that uh, for that that poll, Michigan, 48 to 45, Trump beating Biden. Ohio, 49 to 44, beating Biden, Trump beating Biden. And then they have another poll that I cannot see at the moment that also shows that um, Trump is winning in Pennsylvania. So it blows those, my mind to see how close this can be when yeah. you see the enthusiasm levels are here and here. That's what I'm worried about. That's that's the part that concerns me. Like, are we too close to it? Yeah. Are we too invested in it? And 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 again, is this a sleeping giant on the Biden side where these people are just as fired up or just as passionate to get rid of Trump? Uh, they're just not out there there's, showing there's it and waving the flag and, and 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 being out there in the community the way the Trump supporters have. I, I've been, because I, I'm kind of like you, Johnny, I almost don't trust myself because I feel like I'm too close and too into the weeds with it. So I ask, I ask neighbors and I'm like, hey, you know, like, are you into politics, whatever? And when they say like, no, no, I'm a vote, but I mean, I'm not like really into it. I'm like, great. What do you think is going to happen? And I'm having neighbors. I know this is a, I know this isn't the right term to use really in, in most elections, but they're saying, oh, Trump's going to win in a landslide. I'm like, landslide? I mean, I don't, think I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't like yeah. saying, I don't like saying that, but I guess the point is, is that people that are just making general observations as they're driving around and going on about their life you would that, think. that are not super political, they're saying, oh yeah, Trump. And I'm like, all right. I mean, that's, I'm very worried about it. I think I'm, I'm very skeptical on that because I think that even though we don't see a lot of outright Biden support. I think it's the never Trumpers. I think it's the Camillas because, frankly, right. let's be honest, this is not a vote for Biden. Like, right. whatever. It's, it's a non Trump. It's a vote for Camilla. Um, it's just give me anything Kamala? but what. Kamala. So, one of my I was like, I'm, I, that's what yes. I was thinking. I'm like, who's so, Camilla? So, one of my neighbors literally just Kamala. One of my neighbors is watching. Sorry, and, Jody. And, and, it was just, I, mean, I, I, was, I was literally head scratching <laughs> over here. Kamala. Kamala, I mean, Kamala. I haven't even taken the time Uh to learn her name because Uh I still think Trump's going to win, just not by a landslide. Are you a racist? You can't mispronounce her name. I am tan as well. Did did y'all see where? Did y'all see where she was? You may be darker than she is. Actually, I I am. Did you see where where uh, Kamala was like in? uh, I forget what state she was in, Ohio or somewhere, and she literally said like, "Hey, everybody, it's Kamala. I'll see you later." (laughs) She herself, yes. 
It's on video. Yeah, she and it, it's funny. I mean, although I I. I'm not knocking her because they travel around, so it's smart. They're tired. It's smart for her to do, but she asks before they hand her the mic. She's on a hot mic. Yeah. And before she grabs the mic to, like, talk to a bunch of supporters, she asks one of the staffers, are we in Cleveland? And they're like, yeah, we're in Cleveland. She's like, hey, Cleveland. You know? <laughs> and that, that's the thing. Like, I'm not knocking her because if she just if she just barnstormed three other cities, I mean, you got to, you know, it's smart. It's smart, for, it's smart for her to make sure that she doesn't make that dumb political or move. Actually and, give a damn yeah, yeah, and, and, and say hi to the wrong city. But then she's like, okay, well, it's Kamala, and I'll see you later. And I'm just like, okay, so so if you're not saying your own name correctly, like, what? (laughs) What's yeah. going on here? Well, hey, let's let's go ahead. Uh, I want to pull up five thirty eight because he does have a nice kind of outlay uh, here, a kind of nice little bullet point list about uh, how Trump uh, can still win. Right. So again, these these are the guys that up until twenty sixteen, like these these this these were the standard bearer of right. of politics and and polling. So <clears throat> they say, as in 2016, Trump could potentially benefit from the Electoral College. Projected margins in the tipping point states are considerably tighter than the margins in the national popular vote. Um, again, it, it's back to that Electoral College strategy that got him the win in 2016. But that is the only way you win. That is the only way. <laughs> no, right. That, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. But, but, but is again, Democrats have tra- traditionally campaigned kind of in a more national, broad popular vote way um no it's just because they want an excuse when they lose the pop- yeah <laughs> isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that where trump brought in paul manafort back in 2016 wasn't he part of that wasn't he part he of also that got ele- fired though. no i i know no i know he got all his issues but wasn't he brought in as some kind of like electoral college consultant type making sure that there weren't issues probably with, with delegates I this think. is one thing i will say from the friends of mine that are working in the campaign um, they and, and and again, unless you've been down this road, you you truly don't know how true this is or how rare this is. Um, he they said for the first time in and, and this is somebody who has spent their entire career working in politics. Um, they said they have never worked for a campaign where anything they needed was given to them. Mm-hmm. They literally have a blank check. What do you need? Do you have what you need? Do you have everything, you know, it's, 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 it's anything and everything they need to do to win. And this campaign is stopping at nothing to win. So the, the mindset's there. You look at the Democrat numbers. And the I'm Democrat sorry, numbers. you said Biden, you said that's the Biden campaign? No, 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 no this is the Trump, the Trump campaign. campaign. The yeah. Biden campaign and Democratic campaigns have traditionally been funded by between 25 and 33% more than Republican campaigns. And it, to, for you to say that they're getting anything they want, and for the, the Biden campaign to be funded, 25, 30% more is crazy that we're still having a, a shot at this. Yeah, and it all goes down to how are they spending that money? And again, Biden's been spending a lot on digital because they didn't have a ground game. They've been spending a lot on probably on a, a lot of these text messaging and things. Yeah, a lot of, you know, like TV ads, you know. They're wasting yeah. Republicans. Yeah, they are. So, I mean, to answer your original question, Johnny, you were asking what does it indicate in our in our political process that you can have no ground game, no traditional winning tactics for a, a, a campaign and still win a, an election, if that's what right. happens. I think it shows that you can have 
you can have three or four networks that run negative stories about your opponent 95% of the time and positive stories about you 95% of the time, and that's how you can win an election. That's well, very unhealthy to right. see that as a, a potential for where our campaigns will go. Well, you add the factor of the media already being in his favor, mm-hmm. and then you add the, the the censorship that's taken place through social media. Um, and, you know, and, I'm, and this is all platforms where they have literally you know, uh, censored even people within the administration. Um, again, it, it, it makes the job a heck of a lot easier. If we um, lose this campaign, I foresee the RNC putting money or having RNC donors putting money into media companies and putting money, media, money into social media companies to get that ground back, to be able to compete with the censorship and to compete with having some sort of news that is objective coverage. Well, I mean, we see that happening now. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the Republicans, but I mean, there's a lot of new news outlets coming out if you're looking for it that isn't the Twitter, isn't the Instagram, isn't the Facebook. It it doesn't have the same censorship or, you know, just groups and chats and things like that. The focus will be placed there, though, as opposed to being an ancillary kind of like I don't know if you can get another of the big giants, though. I mean, think about what it's been 10 years for Facebook, Twitter, and and Instagram to get where they're at now, right? It's like, you know how long it would take? It would not be the next election before we get something else that's a giant like that. It's going to take us three cycles mm-hmm. before we could even get to that point agree, to invest in it. And so. that's more focusing on local and, and state politics and yeah. almost foregoing national politics when it comes to conservative movement. And yeah. that's why I agree with you. I'm very scared about this election, which is why everyone should be, if you're a conservative, you should vote. If you're a, if you're a Democrat, mm-hmm. vote on Thursday. And so <laughs> I really think... The ones no, because they'll count it. Oh, in Pennsylvania, though. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening now, I really think that people need to understand that if this, if the Democrats do take over when it comes to November 4th, that you'll see a, a monumental shift when it comes to how people campaign now. Because now you don't do retail politics. What the Trump administration has done is retail politics 101. When they go into their people, when they go into their communities, when you go into your neighborhoods, that is retail politics when you knock on doors. If the Democrats win, there will never be any more retail politics because now they see that they can just influence elections based on social media, telephone, um, and all the other media platforms. And you don't want that. I want someone to be able to talk to me and negotiate and figure out why I want to vote for this person or not. I think the good thing is, though, is you, you do need a mixture, right? So you're right. You need a ground game. You need to be out there. You need to be knocking on doors. But at the same time, we I mean, we do know that social media reaches more people than you can possibly do knocking but on doors. But it's never been able to quantify same. to votes. It's not the same. And, that's, and people that have run campaigns know this to be true, but yet they still are willing to take large amounts of money on campaign uh, contributions and candidates because they think they can convince this is the election that will sway the the media outreach will equal votes and it's never been that so far or have well, they see, just not been able to track it it no, doesn't mean that ne- it isn't it it just, just means that you don't have just the just because someone throws it. more money into a media campaign social media campaign does not qualify into votes yeah it look and, and jody i used to feel i don't know if the data I, analytics are there on that they are they but there is a point They're, of diminishing return if if, yeah. if you're in a race where typically the whole entire race is five hundred thousand dollars and you've spent five hundred thousand dollars and you spend another hundred thousand dollars 
the difference isn't really it's not it's not there. Correct. It's, it's really it's hard. Irritate constituents yeah, by seeing your face I'm, too much. I mean, you can yeah. you can it's yeah you, you can hit people constantly with ads, but I mean. Well, look, and Jody, I mean, again, as someone who is a digital marketer, you know, and have been for a long time, you know, I came into politics thinking the same thing. I'm like, why are we wasting our time going door to door when we can just hit them all with with digital ads and Facebook ads and videos and all this kind of stuff? And it wasn't until I worked at the ground level with a number of campaigns and you go to those doors and you realize that these people will not vote for you unless you come to their door, that's when you realize the the, the impact of that grassroots politics no, and I how that still matters. Social media shouldn't be discounted. So, Jody, just as I a quick, a just as a quick yeah. example, Jody, because you were kind of part of this, um, <laughs> everybody, no matter how popular they think they are, everybody basically starts at zero, right? Like there's people in the neighborhood that know you and whatnot, so maybe you're at 1%, 2%, 3%, church, right? Like yeah, yeah, maybe maybe you register at 3% name ID. In, in, uh, in my campaign in, in 2018, appreciate your support, um, the door knocking alone, in the very beginning, we were doing nothing other than door knocking because it's too early. No one's, a lot of people aren't paying attention. You're not doing yeah. mailers or social media, none of that. Just door knocking alone got us to 20% name ID. Wow. And that's all we were doing. So we know that the door knocking is the only thing that could do it. So you go from basically zero to 20%. And then when we started the mail, which I know people hate direct mail, but when we started the mailers, in two weeks of direct mail, we went from 20% to 35%. Wow. And then after that, we continued the mail, went on TV, did, did, did some digital, and we ended up at 55%, 45% over Ron of Storms in one. But just to give you an example of you know, the difference it can really make. So And and Joe's making a great point because that's primary politics. That's primary right. politics. And then yeah. there's general election politics. Again, yeah. there's just different math for different seasons of the political and, and, season. And I agree with Johnny and I guess Jody here. I like, you know, the bigger the race, that's for a small race. The bigger the right, race, you're, you're thinking there's only so much time. You mm -hmm. can only physically talk to so many people. Yeah. You can right. only do so much. So Especially surely, in a countywide seat like Hillsborough. Yeah, yeah. surely right. digital's got to be the way you reach people, right? right? But for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to have a huge impact. It's all but, about attention span. People don't give a damn about half the things they see in social media if it's not a cat video where one of their friends doing something they care about. But, uh, well, are people raising a lot of money from social media? I don't I don't know that. So it mean, depends. I, I think at the national level. Of money from it? And now that's the difference. I think you get more money with a social network platform, then if you, you can votes. click a button real quick and donate, I'm, I'm going to call it out. I had one of our candidate friends hit me up on Facebook Messenger. I was like, "Hey, I could use some donations." And very quickly, I was like, "Oh, psh, Apple Pay, here's some money." Yeah. Somebody just it messaged was so easy. me. Somebody just <laughs> sent me a message and said, "You got my vote by knocking on my door." Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, exactly yeah. how it well, and you I, did it personally too. I mean, you <clears throat> had some of us out there knocking on doors for you, but you were very quick. If we'd be like, "Hey, somebody doors. wants to talk to you," you came right over to yeah. their door and came yeah. and talked to them. Like Phone you number. were running around those Just neighborhoods. I want to give like, a shout crazy. out to Michael <laughs> Owen, House District Fifty Nine, who's running to, to right. Shout back. out to his, Michael Owen. His number is on his stuff too. He's got. Uh, he does the cool little um, pre like it's 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 on sticky notes, and you can put them on there, and it's got his name and his number, and I knock some doors for him and. You know, I was like, hey, give the guy a call. Of course, they don't believe you. They don't really believe it's your number. Yeah. I, I know I've gotten a few people call me, and I'm like, hello, this is Joe. And they're like, is this Joe Wicker? And I'm like, yeah, how can just I answer? Testing. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? Just because you answered, I know, yes. seriously, they're like, just because you're real and this is not a scam and you answered, you got my vote. That's all I need to know. 
And I was like, all right, oh, I mean, cool. But be, because <laughs> tell because, a neighbor <laughs> because politics is so impersonal. You should be charging yeah. out this information. It is so impersonal. Yeah. And if you can make a personal connection, you can make a difference. Which do you get back to the national election? Trump's knocking on what? Isn't it something crazy like a million doors? Yeah, is it it's a ridiculous. Day? Yeah, it's, yeah. Is it's yeah. like day? a million last month. It's a yeah. million a day almost. That's insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's an insane number of doors. And people you must have 150 doors today. Yes. Well, and look, let me. I left work at 1:30 and spent until 6:15 knocking on doors before I came here today. Oh yeah, the young Republicans Good were job, out man. in that district Good as well. I applaud I mean, you on that. And we hit thousands yeah. of doors. If you break it out, but knock like, those doors. What Joe, baby. what Joe is saying, and even with Chris, is that it's not even a first time running. It's how many times have you run. Yeah. And that also can be a, a, a slice on either side. Either people are annoyed because you keep on running, or they saw that you ran the first time, you did a great job, and then the second time you're running, they're going to vote for you even more. And that's a tricky I'll conversation. Tell you what, well, and, and I'll tell you, you know, Joe, and I don't. I, I think uh, you might agree with me on the numbers here, but going from a volunteer, when you get a volunteer, you're going to hope that maybe they'll come hitting somewhere close to 75 to 100 doors on an mm -hmm. afternoon, right? Yeah. When I was working, Working for the party, we got deployed to Louisiana uh, to help Bill Cassidy beat Mary Landrew. Right, Landrew, huge name there. It was, it was, it was a huge mountain to overcome. Individually, we were assigned two hundred to two hundred plus doors a day, and there was about. This was just in New Orleans because there was a second team up in the capital. Just in New Orleans, there was um, over a hundred of us. And so, wow. so you do the math on that That's and, amazing. and then, and, and see the outcome, Bill Cassidy beating Mary Landrieu. What's that? 20,000 doors a day. That's yeah. Like public school math. Yeah, exactly. 20, and it's 20,000 a day. That's and, a lot of and, doors, even and, for a governor's race. And New Orleans and Louisiana is one of those states where you have to go to their door and ask for that vote. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. see tomorrow how different. U.S. politics will change on November fourth. Buddy of mine, I don't think California. we're finding out tomorrow. It may change. Pablo I hope Mark. it doesn't. I hope it doesn't change. I hope you have to earn the votes of the American people. Oh, I hope and so. That's what I want to go. I will say this: a, a race that I'm really looking forward to watch and see the results is House District uh, Six, uh, Florida House District sixty eight, with uh, Matt Tito. And the reason why I love to, I'm wanting to watch that campaign is because he hasn't been hitting Demo uh, Republican. Uh, voters. He's been hitting soft Democrat voters. What's, wow. the, what's the breakdown of, of the district? Um, I believe it's more Democrats than it is. Actually, no. I think where it's, is that at? That Pinellas. House District 15, uh, 68. Let me pull it up right now. Oh, okay. Pinellas. So he's hitting the soft Democrats because he knows he's going to get the Republican vote either yeah. way. Because he's there already. People that are, they're going to vote red down the ballot. If you and then if you win, you hit the Tito's, you yeah. know, and then. So it is, it is the <laughs> east Sorry, side. Terrible joke. It's the east side of the southern part of Pinellas County. So, uh, I mean, down, so downtown some branding, you know, you yeah, downtown. yeah, so, right. But the thing, I would if, add some fun with that. If you're able, if Hand he's able hips. to flip that seat to a, a Republican seat, I think that says a lot about the entire district. All right, let me go ahead and before we kind of go further into uh, predictions, thank you everybody for watching the yard sign. Uh, please like, comment, share. We've been getting lots of comments. Love all the comments. Thank you to everybody watching. Hello to Karen Jarosh. Shout out to Karen who is running for soil and water conservation. Yes. Uh, and and yes. along with Mark Proctor, please vote for Karen and Mark uh, on your ballot uh, anywhere in Hillsborough County. Oh my I know God. that was talking about Facebook censorship. 
she was one they of those Republican candidates. They throttled her back. Where right? they were messing with her ad account. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she's kind of seen that firsthand. Um, and uh, Nick, real active today. Matthew James, thank you. Uh, and uh, they've almost uh, let uh, Hector kind of take a back seat today. Um, but uh, again, if you're in Hillsborough County, again, shout out to Karen and Mark Proctor who are running for Soul and Water uh, Board. And, uh, and, and, and aside from that, they're amazing people. Um, and uh, they, they've just, uh, they've dedicated so much of their personal time. And I'm talking years of their lives to this community. So, which you um, do not get paid for, so no. water. So just, no, no, it's a, it's, it's an unpaid position. You don't um, get paid for and, it. and if anybody deserves to, to get it, it's certainly those two. Is there still a mosquito control board? Oh, I think not in somewhere. Hillsboro, that, I don't somewhere. know. I've heard something some, about in Pasco, it. Yeah. Pasco, yeah. Pasco and the other one up is it, from that, is, is that a, an elected position? In, I think in, it is. Not in Hillsboro. Can you imagine think, yeah. campaigning for that? Mosquito People, control. Hey. Out of here! It was bad this year. You <laughs> well, remember, remember dog catcher when people used to I mean, run for dog catcher do? in the past. Oh what do you gosh. do? Do you hand out like little mosquito? Do you oh hand gosh. out citronella candles like with your? That would be a great idea. Mosquitoes in my talking about those two. I would Hold love on. to have Proctor onto this on on the show one time. We do need to get him on to talk about the judicial races. He's got years in the game. Yeah, he's got a lot of years in the game. We'll do that. I'd like to do a whole series of consultants. I think that'd be super super interesting. But but uh, I just want to also give a huge thanks to Bake More Pies, in case you guys were wondering what that poster there to uh, Enable's uh, left is. Uh, they provide this amazing studio for us. If you are in need of digital uh, marketing and advertising, check out bakemorepies.com. Thank you to Cords and the team for the beautiful accommodations. All right, election predictions. Wait, Let's, I have two more polls. No. Oh, yes. No, we're done. Well, look, no. hold on. On that last you're topic. Gonna like, you're going to like on, these Hold polls. on, give me one second. Let me make this point. Without Pennsylvania, and this is from 538.com, without Pennsylvania, Biden does have some paths to victory, but there's no one alternative state that he can feel especially secure about. That's how big Pennsylvania is. And well, I think Trump Lady can win. Gaga there today, so I'm not yeah. sure. She did great for making, Hillary last yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not sure he's making the best decisions. because she, she pissed off the military community, I can tell you yeah. that. She pandered to middle America so well, she took a, a half-drank beer and wasted it Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win Pennsylvania, and then they're going to spend six days afterwards taking it from them. So mm-hmm. I will say this. The main, poll, the main poll, the real poll in Pennsylvania is the cookie poll, which oh has God. kicked off about two months ago. And at, <laughs> at this moment, Trump leads Biden by almost 22,000 sold cookies. Wow. So Biden has 5,000 cookies sold, where Trump has 28,000 Who's selling right. these cookies? But so it's a bakery. Yeah. Um, it's a bakery what in percentage, uh, Northern What percentage of the, of, the, of the cookies sold that were Trump? Were they Trump haters who bought the cookie to take them home and stamp on No them? one. <laughs> not 20,000. <laughs> no, not 20,000. Yes. Because because they're stepping on flags, they're stepping on one, Trump cookies. One of the one of the one of the speaking of bakery goods, the the there's thing, one here too. The thing I, the Michael, thing I remember, Michael in our comments says well, the cookies don't lie. Yeah, there's cookies the Alessis, there's the Alessis. But one of the things that I thought was hilarious was when Rick Scott did uh, did his deal where he would go to work for a day in a business and he went to a donut shop and they made pink donuts because at that time the Democrats were doing a pink slip Rick. Oh, right. Campaign. Yeah, right. And they were all showing up, and like he was at the counter, like, can I ring you up? You know, whatever. And they were all buying pink donuts. Oh, no. And it was a, a, a you know, kind of like a whole thing about trying to fire Rick Scott. And Rick Scott being the former donut 
uh, oh, that's uh, right. He had a donut shop. Was, right. And being the businessman that he is, he looks back and I guess the media's there and they're like, how's it going? He's like, should have made more pink donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so he was all about uh, selling the donuts. He didn't care if they were for him, not for him. If you were going to throw it in the trash afterwards, exactly. hey, I'm going right. to sell donuts. So the not, don- uh, the hold on, hold on. Not out of the scope of uh, 2020 scenarios because, of course, it's been such a horrendous year. Um <laughs> There is about a four percent chance that we'll have either a, re- a recount or an electoral college tie, which they're saying is only about half a percent. Um, oh, and so, Lord Jesus, little baby Jesus, yeah. little eight pound, six ounce baby what Jesus, please don't allow us to have a tie. Don't allow. Don't tell me to have an electoral college. Don't, 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 no, no, electoral college well, tie. somebody just tell me who does it? Does it go to Pelosi? Pelosi, get, <laughs> Pelosi becomes president if we haven't figured it out by February. She becomes president. That's not going to happen. That's not gonna happen. Okay, the yeah, other poll. Now I'm quite nervous. <laughs> don't say that because that's what everyone says about Trump. So another poll that people don't really look at but oh has boy. predicted the president. But apparently, since you 1984 did. is the mask sales at Halloween stores have predicted the meth sales. What mask? Oh, sorry, not meth. <laughs> mask <laughs> sales. I know this is for, but it's not. But this ain't poke. So uh, po- uh, um, political mass between the two, Biden and Trump. So Trump. 66% versus Biden's 34%. But everyone already had Walter Mass before that. So <laughs> yeah. the sales were a little yeah. bit lower because of that one particular They predicted factor. the the mass sales have predicted every president since 84. But who All right. what, what Democrat wants to dress as Joe Biden for, for What Colorado, Democrat really? wanted to dress as Obama? Well, I can see well, why they would want to do see? it. I just wanted to see. Clinton? Um, you can't dress as Obama because you would just be ridiculed for the blackface. No, like, we weren't blackface at that time. We're blackface. We're not allowed to do blackface now. It was okay now. then. Blackface was, okay was then. a thing during Obama. No. When did um, that guy from Late Night did his blackface? Jimmy Kimmel? Fallon? Jim, uh, no. Or Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel. Kimmel did it during the Obama administration. Well, he was doing like Shaquille O'Neal. And yeah, he was it was doing okay. Like, and he's a Democrat, too. Yeah. Also okay. As a Democrat, so you're allowed Obama. to do blackface. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, the prime minister of, of Canada. All right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, bring, <laughs> this, bring this one home. We'll uh, go around the table. Let's let's go. Just start off with the with the big show uh, election uh, predictions for uh, president of the United States. Uh, let's go with Verkylan. Trump. Joe. I have put in way too much work and pissed away <laughs> so much time on my weekends, <laughs> yeah. knocking doors. I'm probably at like 800, 900 doors now for Trump to lose. So and if he loses, I'm going to be let down. Do, you've done a lot you of work. Couldn't get to a thousand doors. So much work. No, maybe, maybe tomorrow. I will. I might tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I yeah, Wicker. I, 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 I'm going to go with Trump. I do think that he wins Pennsylvania on election night and loses it six days later when <laughs> when, when they conti- when they continue the ballot. Oh, we didn't even talk about that, um, but yeah. And when the Democrats figure out how many ballots they need to mm-hmm. show up. And Oh, we found these. I yeah. In the back of a old tempo. Um I I do I do think that House District 59, I think we're going to win it back because I think the Trump vote's going to show up. Oh, we weren't getting there yet. And I think we can, I think we can jump win it back. in the gun. All we're right. Gonna get there. We're gonna get yeah, back. we'll get there. Jody. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Sorry. Um, I think it's going to be Trump, but I don't think it's going to be a landslide. I think it's going to be really no. close. And I don't think we're going to know until Thursday or Friday, to be honest with you. Hmm. I don't wow. think we're on Friday either. Well, we didn't know until what two a.m. Two a.m. No, no, we knew at eight thirty. But it well, didn't that day. And but they CNN didn't, didn't want to call it, it, call it until like eleven, okay. and then the, the and then the Clinton. Yeah. The uh, only defense, the only defense of the media that I, I have to give though is that remember 
what they did to themselves mm-hmm. and kind of the country in in two um, in what two thousand with Bush? No, the in, Chads. Well, in two thousand with Bush. Yeah, yeah. They they were they jumped the gun. Called it too early. They jumped the gun. They called the they called and so they all learned from that and, and then they got real gunshots. So they got real. Yeah. Since then they've been real gunshots. Which, which I'm okay with, but I yeah. remember I remember last time four years ago. At around 7.30, 8 o'clock, we were all looking for places to go drinking and have a party because yeah. we realized we were, we were going to win it. And it was the craziest feeling. And even though you, it was 11 o'clock, you saw people I leaving didn't. Hillary Clinton's a party because yeah. you knew there was yeah. bad. Also, yeah. Hillary not Oh, the New York, the, watching yeah. the New York party fall apart was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. another amazing. really- But look, I'll be honest, and I've, uh, Nebel's heard me say this uh, too many times. I honestly, until two o'clock in the morning, I still thought there was a chance he was going to lose. I couldn't believe I woke up in a Trump America, guys. I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. No. I went to bed thinking it was Hillary. I woke up and was like, "You yeah. have got to be kidding!" Not me. to live <laughs> in the past too much. That was an amazing morning. I woke up and did a Facebook live stream. I did a shot of bourbon. Uh, then I grabbed my rifle and I went in the deer and killed an eight-point deer that morning. It was yeah. it was okay. glorious. It, it was like being in a, the a most whole new American world. way yeah. to that celebrate an election. America, right? We were, I think, Joe, were we out? That was full on America. We were right. out in Ybor City celebrating. Were we? Yeah. We yeah, we were, to, at, we, uh, we were at Duo Michi's. Yes. Oh, yeah. We were at Duo Michi's Pizzeria, yeah. which, again, hey, if you're going to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning That's watching right. election That's results, nothing better than having some amazing I mean, pizza. they had champagne on hand, so I'm yeah. okay with they any did. pizzeria that has champagne. And, uh, and shout out to Holly. Supporters. Shout out to our, our good friend, longtime friend Holly, uh, who's saying that the – the Pennsylvania Attorney General is already trying to call the race in Pennsylvania. So we got drama going. Oh, I know he's a total what? jerk. Projection, yeah. So projection. the the um, was it? Who's the vice governor? I guess that's what. Uh, sec- How's that called? Lieutenant governor. Lieutenant governor is really upset that not enough attention is being put on the on the Biden campaign to do more in Pennsylvania. That's how annoyed they are. That they really feel it might flip. Oh, they are. He was on CNN yesterday really upset, saying that he doesn't think they're going to win, but he doesn't think Biden's going to lose, but he's very concerned that the numbers are not going the way he The Biden campaign literally pulled the emergency lever this weekend because apparently they were hitting thousands of doors this weekend uh, into states like Pennsylvania because they know they are in trouble. Well, they had to come back from him saying what he's going to do to the energy sector. Like, I mean... I, there, there was just no coming back from that. And I saw an ad. I saw, I saw a TV ad. And, of course, I'm in Florida. I saw a TV ad that was literally, you would have thought Joe Biden was a Republican. It was talking about, <laughs> no, seriously, it was talking about his plan to cut taxes for everybody. And I was like, what? And I, I'm telling you, if you didn't know anything about who that was, you would have thought that was a Republican. Huh. You never surprised. did your yeah. prediction. We didn't finish this. Okay, we my, got my prediction is uh, plus three hundred electoral votes. Are there? Ooh, that's oh, bold. Yeah, plus three hundred. That's oh, really bold. So you're saying you're you're saying like kind of like landslide. I'm not going to use that, the that, word, but that's a landslide. I'm not going to use the word politics. landslide. I, I will. Say, I'm not that confident. I will I'm say not. it's either it's one way or the other. It's either three hundred for Joe Biden or seventy is enough for for the president. And I and I. I uh, it, I'll go ahead and, and just jump in here that, that I think it, I think Trump pulls it off, but I think we're in for a legal fight, and uh, yeah. we're probably oh, yeah. going to be into this a week or two. Well, um, and the problem is if we do go into that legal fight and Trump does pull it off, then for the next four years, we just have to listen to the fact that it was all rigged and there was this legal battle, and then like we never, we never. Well, any hardcore liberal.
Israel will tell you that George W. Bush still t- stole the 2000 election. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. absurd, of course, we know. Every, yeah. They counted the ballots like three, we, four, five we, times, and, and Bush kept getting more votes. And we have just as many like lawyers. Enough. We have just as many lawyers that know yeah, exactly but you know what, what to the, do. The left and is going to riot. And I, they're going to riot. Oh, yeah, they are. They're going to riot anyway. No matter what, they're going to riot. I have dinner plans downtown on Wednesday, so if they could just wait to riot until Thursday, that would be really, really great. Our business is already boarding up. In New York. In New, New York, York, DC, no, New York, Los DC's Angeles, almost a DC, ghost town already. Minnesota, it's yeah. all the major. We picked cities up friends that have evacuated from DC yeah. right. earlier today because they wanted to get out of this the city. Crazy, it's going to go insane. When no, but I do agree. I have an appointment on Thursday that I need so, to make sure we have. Uh, so you want them to wait till Friday to riot? If they're going, I'm to on riot, board with Friday. Go to St. Pete <laughs> to riot. You do it every single time. Yeah. Don't go so. Don't do it in downtown. I can't do. No, I have dinner. Um, well, we have dinner on Friday at Burns. I I'm going to be at Charlie's on Wednesday. Oh, oh my God. God. Kylan, what were you going to say? I, I bet you there won't oh, be a ride too, at There's Fred's. too much bougie-ness on that I side of the you, table. I bet you there won't be a ride at Fred's Kitchen. There <laughs> definitely will not be. There'll be a ride for that fried there'll be, chicken. There'll be so some shotgun there. racks uh, on some of the cars outside, that's for sure. I have some words to say about the escalation of political force. So, oh, boy. Oh, okay. Wow. I have some words to say. This is an for, hour and 24 minutes into the show. Okay. This, this is for Democrats mostly, but Republicans, listen up as well. Okay. If you have not participated in the political process to the utmost extent of your abilities, you don't get to complain. You don't get to riot. You don't get to be a jerk to your friends. Okay. So I'm going to lay out a couple of things here that are involved in the political process. There's about six, seven tiers, and I'll, I'll start with tier zero because <laughs> be, because tier zero is, is, is what show? it is. Nothing. Okay? So things yeah. that are involved in tier oh zero, God. leave a reaction on social media, make a comment on Facebook, make a post on social media. That's tier zero. That's of, 90% of the Democrat Party oh right now. I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, okay? we can't we interrupt any of that. I was trying to wrap tier, up the show. Tier one, write a letter to an elected official, attend a governing body meeting, Donate to a political campaign. Support companies that share your values. Tier two, join a political organization. <laughs> donate some to a political campaign. Tier three, volunteer on a campaign. Educate the public on specifics of your issues or your values. Four, run for office. Lobby politician. Work on a political campaign as an employee, not as a volunteer. Start an organization to educate the public. Then we get into this is where the reasonable What's majority. What's on right now? Six. <laughs> Oh my okay. gosh. This is where the reasonable majority of political activity occurs, okay? okay? Ready? When the government begins to violate your human rights, this is in extraordinarily rare circumstances. This is talking about confiscating property, taxation without representation, squandering taxes as you paid, inflicting unprovoked or unreasonable violence on citizens. This is when protesting comes into place, okay? Rioting is not protesting. Don't confuse the two. This has been protesting comes into place. Okay, nowhere in America has have we reached this step where we have unprovoked and unreasonable violence against citizens that has been you know for no reason. Okay, in the most drastic and final step in uh, political influence, that's actual violence. There's been no reason in American discourse so far, except for the Civil War, where this has been a reasonable outlet since we've been founded. Um, All right, uh, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta warn me when you got something like this lined up, yeah, man. We well, like, y'all were talking about earlier. nonsense about like <laughs> going to burns and shit. Whoa, whoa! Do you know how long it took me to get that? Uh, well, I dinner know, reservation? but I mean, you know, again, you know, like I, I would have loved to. I'm very excited to support our local. Either economy. way, 
The entire point is, if you haven't done any of those things and you decide you're gonna go out to Tampa or downtown St. Pete and riot or protest because you didn't get your way, there's about 10 steps you missed, okay? So take a back seat, do your work, next election will get your way, until then, sit down. All right. I, well, to, I, I was not expecting. Yeah. I was not expecting uh, Chris to hijack the show, but thanks, buddy. I was good. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a good. Solo. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching the show. It's been another edition of the Yard Sign. Don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple platforms. Also uh, coming soon, iHeart, uh, Audible, and Amazon as well. So we're going to be everywhere you want to be in terms of your podcast content. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thanks to everybody who's been amazing in our comments section. Uh, and uh, and again, uh, feel free to keep those comments coming. Send us messages on topics or people we should have on the show uh thank you so much for watching uh on behalf of uh those crazy people over there christopher kylan joe wicker jody lopes and anibal cabrera are we done yeah uh, we are done hey. i'm johnny torres thank we, you so much for watching this is a super show so long everybody <laughs>